0: watch kids play with Weebles it's really something hey hey look at me and Weeble me and Weeble go all around one day kids pretend they're flying into Weeble Airport next day they play around the Weeble cottage or if it's real nice they go out to the Weeble marina and go
1: fishing hey hey look at me and Weeble The weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Romparoo makes weeble toys. A lot of being a kid is involuntarily breaking your toys. Oh, yeah. And I guess voluntarily as well.
2: Well, Occasionally. Just
1: fucking. I want to see if I can put this back together.
2: Dude. I used to crush cars in my dad's vice on our workbench.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But a toy company that is prominent in many of our childhoods sought out to, and successfully made a line of toys that held true to the act of tub-thumping. They get knocked down, but, but they, they get up, up again. again. This is the story of Weebles. This is Toys For Us. All of my Hello. Hello there. And welcome back to the Toys R Us podcast, your weekly history lesson on the things that prove fundamental in bringing you up. My name is Richard Hunt, and with me as always is my cousin and co-host, Brian Muth. Hey everybody. Today marks the beginning of season two. Boom. And our set schedule of what we will be covering every month. One toy, one book, one TV show or movie, and one video game. And for the months that have five Mondays, we will be alternating between another toy or a food product from our youth. Mmm,
2: delicious, discontinued, forbidden uh, snacks.
1: Butterfinger BBs.
2: <sighs> Dunkaroos. Oh, man. Look, here, Dunkaroos are available in some parts. I don't know how accurate that is.
1: It's not very accurate. Uh, also, Dunkaroos. Um, PB of Crisps.
2: Oh, yeah. Dude, those were the fucking.
1: Oh. Yeah, extremely, extremely. That being said, Brian. Yes, sir. We are going to kick off 2020 with a toy that wobbles, but won't fall down. Yep. Weebles. You ready to dive in? Let's do it. Let's go. We start our story in 1953 with a show by the name of Romper Room. Bing, dong, knock,
0: knock, hey, you Bing,
1: 1953 all the way through 1994 preschool children got to learn and play along with a group of television children in the romper room a tv series that was unusual in that it was both franchised and syndicated oh really yeah that I
2: didn't
1: know. <clears throat> as a part of a franchisee agreement local television stations could offer their own version of a romper room to their viewers From franchise to franchise, the show was essentially the same. Same format, same script, but the hostess and the children were local to the viewing area. See, now that's cool. But the shows were also syndicated and broadcast in markets where there was no franchise. Some areas tailored to the box script to fit their geographic needs. For example, the script was translated into Spanish and broadcast to the large Hispanic population in San Antonio, Texas. Olay. Olay. The group of... Young local children between the ages of 4 and 5 years old appear on Ropper Room for two-month gigs, after which a new group of children was brought in.
2: After they age out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, being chosen to appear on Ropper Room was every 60s and 70s kid's um, dream. Parents put their children on the waiting list to appear on the show years in advance. Some parents even registered their children before they were born because the waiting list was so long. By the time some children were selected, they were too old for the show.
2: Yeah. Dude, it was like the Bozo Show. Yeah. Like, we got tickets when I was seven years old. And they didn't come until I was... I just turned 14. So I actually got... (laughs) I got to ditch a day of eighth grade to go see the fucking Bozo Show. That's
1: fucking awesome.
2: But the worst thing about that was that I was like two weeks outside of the age bracket for the grand prize game, so Uh, even if my number got called, I wouldn't have been able to play.
1: That sucks, dude. (sighs) Ah, dude. Fucking horseshit. Agreed. Um, And
2: now, back to the show.
1: Miss Nancy, Nancy Terrell, was the hostess of the nationally syndicated romper room in the 1960s and early 70s. She stressed good manners and kindness to the group of children on the show. As as was required by the Alton, as was required of all the franchise hostesses, Miss Nancy had experience in working with kindergarten aged children. Other franchise hostesses were teachers or had college degrees in education and child development. See, which now is that's good. good. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's an instant pick some fucking dick Brando off the street. Off
2: this yeah. Hey, you wanna watch these kids? Alright. Fuck, okay. Am I getting paid for it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll give you fifty cents and a, and a hot ham and cheese. <laughs>
1: Hot game.
2: I love hot Hotchem and Cheese Sandwiches.
1: Oh my god, dude! There is this, there is this group. Every, everybody has to at least heard of it.
2: Yeah, even if they're only vaguely aware of.
1: it. Called Group X, <laughs> <laughs> Her, uh, most mostly known for Shifty Five. Yeah, but also like Mario Twins. All of their skits are fucking hilarious, it's gold. and he calls the Waffle House. <laughs> Came, <laughs> <laughs> I might just fucking put it in right here, honestly. You totally should. it's came. Thank you
0: for coming, Wolfhouse. Can I help you? Hello, yes. Yes. Who is this? Please. This is Sue. Hi, hello, Sue. I'm ready to place my order for okay, food to take off home. Right. First, two sandwiches are pretty good, and, uh... In, what? Oh, you, two hot hand sandwiches and a salad bowl and two, 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 co- two Mr. Cokes. I, I can't understand you. What? Two Cokes and two, what? No, Mr. Coke. Two Mr. Cokes. Do you like those? Do you have those to sell? Have what? Mr. Coke. Mr. Coke, you know, like the drink with... Two Cokes? The drink. Two Mr. Cokes. What else? Two sandwiches. What kind of sandwich? What kind of sandwich? Is there an M in, in, the, in the American word of sandwich? Bacon, egg, cheese, ham, egg, cheese, BLT. Whoa. Good. Can you do that again? Is that a cheese. song? Do it again one more time, please. Quarter cheese, patty melt, oh, BLT, grilled ham and cheese, grilled cheese, good. And BLT. Good. You've been, you've been practicing your P's and Q's, have you not? What would you like? I want the first one that you made on the list. Quarter cheese. Quarter. No, could I get half of one? Grilled ham and cheese. No, just a half of a, a half of a cheese. Grilled ham and cheese. No, who's saying ham? No one is, no one here is saying ham. you want. I've got to go. All right, I want the quarter, half, one half, one and a half of a quarter cheese. We don't have one and a half. Oh, deluxe, definitely. We don't have halves. You don't. You don't have half. All right, two in the house then. We don't have halves. You, you want two Haves? What's what's? Oh, ham- you you were saying what I was saying in a different way. You want two grilled ham and cheese? Two, no, no. I want two cheese deluxe. Two grilled cheese deluxe with, with a side side of mayonnaise. Max mayo mayonnaise. Two grilled cheese with. No. What the fudge? Not grape cheese. Two quarter cheeses. Two quarter cheese. Deluxe. Come on, Mrs. You don't... You're not... Have you, you been... speak English and I can understand you. How long have you been working at this I've place? I've been here 17 years. How long have you been in America? Oh, now you've done it. Now you fudged the bucket and told me too many words to know. Do you want anything? Yes, I do. I'm ready to order now. Two quarter cheese. Two big deluxes. Okay. What else? A milkshake. We don't have a milkshake. Oh, not god damn it. You say you've been working here so long like we a music hot milkshake. shop, but you don't now, even what know what wrong. you have. Alright, please. Shake.
1: shake. <laughs> You know what? I actually met Rubex. Did you really? Yeah.
2: That's so baller.
1: Ironically enough, at a Waffle House <laughs> when I lived in Georgia. Because they're from Georgia.
2: Uh,
1: from Ackworth. Ackworth, dude, Georgia. Are they cool, dudes? Oh, they were cool as shit, dude. Fuck yeah. Just what a fucking random lightning in a bottle situation, yeah. man, dude. <laughs> I mean, <really. laughs> <laughs> wow They are so much the same goddamn person
2: <laughs> I would say to them Do you want ice cream? They no. both say both yes, say yes. yes. <laughs> What the hell <laughs> wow.
1: Crap's the same as your front head like this ID <laughs> uh, <bro. laughs> ID <I-D-I-D-O-T-H. laughs> uh, Christ Idiot, Idiot. American EDF Um the Roper Room franchise in Biloxi, Mississippi, was the only franchise in the history of Roper Room to employ a man as the show's host. Oh. Dominic Gutano, called Mr. Dom on the show, was the only host of Biloxi's Roper Room from a short time from March of, 90, or March of 1966 to May of 1967.
2: Not a terribly long tenure there.
1: No. Um... But he was much loved by the local children on the show and was just as qualified to work with children as the female hostesses of other franchises. Gitano, however, died under mysterious uh, circumstances about six months after he ended his, ended his gig at Romper Room. Oh, no. In December of 1967, he was found stabbed to death in his apartment with a half a pot of heroin in his bathroom. <laughs>
2: Okay, now the question we really need to ask ourselves... Was,
1: was it Kevin Spacey? <laughs> Where was
2: Kevin Spacey at this time?
1: Yeah. You motherfucker. Um, but Kitano wasn't the only controversial rapper Room host. The hostess of the Phoenix franchise of rapper Room, Sherry Finkbein, or Miss Sherry, as she was known to the children, created quite a stir when she requested an abortion from a local hospital in 1962. She stated that she had been taking thalidomide, which had recently been linked to severe birth defects, and she feared that her unborn baby would be deformed as a result. The hospital refused to grant her her wish, and Finkbone became outspoken on the topic of abortion, parental choice, and the risk of thalidomide. She was asked to leave the show. Dang. Because she could not get a legal abortion in the United States, Finkbone traveled to Europe to have the procedure done. Afterward, it was determined that the fetus was terribly deformed and only had one limb.
2: Holy shit!
1: Yeah. Her story became a made-for-TV movie in the 90s, with Sissy Spacek playing Finkbine. <laughs> Phoenix, 1962.
0: Bobby? What? That was the doctor. He wants us to come into his office first thing this morning. I think it's about those tranquilizers you brought back from Europe.
2: A crippling drug. There's a chance that your baby will be more deformed. A moral question? You know what I'm saying is if you want a termination, I can arrange it. But you've got to keep it quiet. Or
1: a criminal offense? A
2: spokesman at the Catholic Recorder in Tucson said today, any abortion breaks the fifth commandment, thou shalt not kill.
1: This thalidomide thing is a
2: real horror. If you know anyone who's gotten messed up in it, you have to tell I me. I For Sissy Spacek and Aidan Quinn, it was a private matter.
0: I told you. This is, is nobody
2: else's business. That rocked a nation. What does it feel like to decide to kill your own baby? This is a woman in need and a lousy law. It may be a lousy law, but it's the law and we are not above it. This
0: is my baby! Why didn't anybody ever ask me? Take care of me!
1: You're not the only one having a hard time here, Sherry. Try thinking about other people for a change. I know that's hard for you, being as that You're the center of the universe. But just try, okay?
2: Academy Award winner Sissy Spacek of Coal Miner's Daughter and JFK and Aidan Quinn of Avalon and the Playboys star in the shocking true story the New York Times called Highly Emotional with unflinching performances. A first-rate production, said the LA Times. Spacek and Quinn reached levels of acting intensity rarely glimpsed. From the director of Crossing Delancey comes A Private Matter.
1: Just like Jesus Christ, fuck. So her fucking fears were warranted. Yeah,
2: that's some that's some X file shit. Really? Dang. Um. It's just like fuck. I'm just, I'm just like wow.
1: Yeah. And uh. it's all, it's all like. <laughs> It shows you, like, things have not changed.
2: Yeah, it's like. Right? This is 1967. It's like.
1: No, you can't do that to your own body. Yeah. You're just a silly woman.
2: Yeah. What the fuck? My religion says you can't do that. Okay.
1: Okay, cool. My religion says go fuck yourself.
2: Yeah, (laughs) seriously.
1: God damn.
2: Keep your laws off people's fucking bodies. Yeah? Period. Full stop. End of fucking conversation.
1: That's it. Yeah, but God. Yeah, but no. Much Sorry. like Billy Corgan. Not as empty. <laughs> just, just like me. Um, the first Weebles toys appeared in shops in the early 70s as a kind of follow-up from the Punching Clown from the Romper Room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, <laughs> But those went on to be big things because they were
2: even licensed out
1: to Bozo.
2: Dude, I tell you what, I went through those like kids go through fucking underwear. They're fine, I used dude. to brutalize them. I, I just beat the fuck. I of was
1: them. looking at them on like eBay and Amazon. I'm like, damn, I kind of fucking want one. Yeah, <laughs> like low key, take that little little bit of aggression out.
2: <sighs> I was an angry child, somewhat destructive child.
1: How could they not like capitalize on this with despicable me? <laughs> They're minion shaped. <laughs> it's perfect. Right? Yeah. What the fuck? Guess,
2: like, nobody over the age of eight wants to, like, dissociate with minions, like, until you're, like, 50, and it's, like, boomers on Facebook. Yeah. Like, posting oh, memes.
1: Fucking minion memes. Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. And then it's, like, asterisks. I put a, I put some whiskey in my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting like, fucking dying. No, Cheryl. Yeah. Lush. Oh, Nance. <laughs> God.
2: Um We get it, Cheryl. You're an alcoholic.
1: Yeah. Cause Weebles are meant to be miniature versions of the Punch and Clowns. Yes. Uh when when Hasbro acquired Roper Room, Inc. in nineteen sixty nine. Hasbro, you say. Yeah, you know. <laughs> everything.
2: <laughs> the Eater of Worlds. I need
1: that show. Like uh, what? Buy it. A show. We're a toy I don't care.
2: Buy it. <laughs> Purchase it. Power Rangers 2
1: yes uh yeah so they bought it in 69 and not long after Weebles were born in the UK Airfax made Weevils called Romper Room and they looked different than the US version they had a scary molded faces with holes for eyes Jesus. guaranteed to terrify any children yeah they're fucking scary I'll, I'll put them in put them up on the social media Oh, yikes
2: God, damn.
1: The very earliest Weebles were altogether different from the type that can be bought today. They were shorter and fatter with peelable stickers which were surface-mounted and easily scratched. Less than a year on, a new generation of Weeble was launched with improved stickers and which were no longer peelable. Weebles, the fine. next
2: generation.
1: Yes. The original lineup comprised of a father who wore a red shirt or blue sweater... A blonde mother with a green dress, a little boy wearing blue jeans and a white t-shirt, and a red-haired little girl wearing green trousers um, and a pink baby holding a blue balloon and a brown dog.
2: Yo, what is it with, with parents putting red-haired kids in, like, green overalls? I don't know. The fuck is up with that?
1: Yeah. They like Christmas? I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. Man. A few years later, the Weebles' treehouse and cottage were produced, and before long, the Weebles had gained significantly in popularity, and a whole range of other vehicles and accessories were being produced. The vehicles included a police, bland, a, a police, van, a, a police van, a fire brigade truck, which is a rare one, a boat, the, the SS Lilput, uh, <laughs> Clever. an airplane and an airport, a submarine with a diver Weeble... And a dairy truck, which is also rare. Dude, that's awesome. Other accessories were available, including a picnic set with picnic table with the food printed on top. Yeah. Um, a playground set, which included swings, slides, and a roundabout. Um, pop-up camper, a train, a harbor with lots of boats. The well-remembered haunted house. Ah. Uh, which is just aesthetically pleasing. Yes. It came with a scared boy, um, a girl... A witch and a glow-in-the-dark ghost, a blimp with a pilot, a circus with Wobbles the clown, Gina the trapeze artist, and Bert the ringmaster.
2: Dude, Wobbles the clown—that just, just sounds terrifying.
1: It really does.
2: <laughs> hey kids,
1: uh, will you come and give me a wobble here? Like, uh, no, no, thank you. I don't want okay. to. do anything but that. Um, a swimming pool and a racetrack with numbered weebles. Disney got in on the act and licensed the production of various Disney-themed Weevil sets, including the Magic Kingdom, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse set, a Winnie the Pooh treehouse, a Winnie the Pooh cottage, and a Winnie the Pooh circus. The actual Disney Weeble's characters include Mickey Mouse, Billy and Karen the Mouseketeers, Donald Duck, Goofy in two forms, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, and Christopher Robin. Goofy needs two forms because Goofy fucks. Yeah, he fucks for sure. Um, a range of other Weebles emerged, including including a Treasure Island set, which included pirate Weevils and a pirate ship, and another treehouse That's set. But this time for Tarzan and his ape friend.
0: Hmm.
1: There was also a Wild West Weevil set called the Weevil West Ranch, which included a steam train, <clears throat> yeah, steam train, the wagon master, and Indian wigwam sets. The I'm wagon master the horses would look like. Oh God. terrifying abomination Uh, kill me (laughs) kill me Wilbur (laughs) the which I live is agony god Um, the Wagon Master is larger than the cowboy uh, girl and boy and Indian girl and boy from those sets other themed wobbles other theme Weeple sets include the holiday sets, which were produced in carded sets of two. For Christmas, you got Santa and Rudolph, and for Easter, well, there was a bunny rabbit and a chick dressed in their Sunday best. Aww. On Halloween, you had a glow-in-the-dark ghost and his purple ghost van. Because, you know. That sounds baller as fuck. That's how ghosts move around, Hell is yeah. in vans. <laughs> Just show up with a ghost is like, the fucking sweet 80s art on the van. Yeah,
2: it's like a wizard on a uniform. yeah. yeah. Um, shooting rainbows out of his fingertips.
1: <laughs> or you could also get a superhero Superweeple whose back was opaque so that when he turned he would become an ice cream truck driver to conceal his superhero identity. That's pretty smart. Yeah. The Superweeple came with an ice cream truck and his enemy was a jo- dodgy character called Mr. Trouble who carried a bomb in his back pocket. <laughs> Other carded sets included the Flintstones family and Raggedy Ann and Andy. Oh god. Yeah, he's a no-girls toy. Haunted Weevil. <laughs> in 1978, a new variation of the Weevil was born. The Tumbling Weevils. Which sounds like a punk band. Yeah. Like or a 70s-era so. punk band. <laughs> um, these were slightly different in that instead of having a fixed weight in their bottom, they had a free weight which could move up in their head when tipped, resulting in them in a rolling around motion. So um, like
2: those bean things.
1: Yeah. Root, 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 root. Okay. Yeah. That, that's pretty fun. Uh, there were also a few other sets produced for the Tumblin' Weebles, including a fun house. Because, you know.
2: The Tumblin' Weebles. Tumblin' Weebles. for
1: the Traveling Wilburys. There you go. In the early 80s, a range of Sesame Street characters appeared in Weebles, including Big Bird and his airplane, Ernie and his helicopter, the Cookie Monster and his sailboat, and Bert and his convertible. <laughs> Also, Oscar the Grouch. No vehicle for him, because I guess fuck him.
2: <laughs> He's like, I'm in a garbage can, that's my vehicle.
1: Yep. There was also a Sesame Street playground available for them. A range of other Weebles merchandise has also been produced, including puzzles, a big bop bag, and even jewelry, so that you could wear a charm necklace of your favorite Weebles to school.
2: <laughs> Imagine
1: being that motherfucker. Yeah, you just got Weebles all around your neck. God. Imagine just like... You're getting your ass beat. Early 2000s rappers, but instead of thick gold chains, they were Weeble chains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
2: Um, SoundCloud rappers with Weebles tattooed geez, on their faces.
1: Holy shit, that's fucking funny. Or just Weebles made of SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it. Today's. Weebles are being made still under Hasbro's uh, Play School brand, and come in an even wider range of characters, including many animals. The catchphrase, Weebles wobble but they don't fall down, was used in advertising during the rise in popularity in the 70s, and during successive relaunches in the early 21st century. It's true. The Weebles' 1971 to 2011 price guide and index book lists, um, no, Price got an index book, lists, and shows every Weeble model made over the preceding 40 years.
2: Jesus, that's a thick book, I mean.
1: There are 116 Weebles in total, 83 regular, 21 peelable, and 12 tumbling, including all egg-shaped sizes and variations made during 1971 to 1983. In 2010, Hasbro started making a new line of larger-shaped Weebles and had produced 42 new Weebles as of July 2011. That's a lot of new Weebles. A lot of new weebles. Which Weebs. That's, What's that's just one of those sentences that doesn't sound like English. A lot of new weebles.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah a, lot, a lot of new weebles. It doesn't
1: make any sense whatsoever oh, unless fuck? you know the context. Um, what's really cool is the science behind a weeble. Okay? Yeah. Weebles shape like an egg. In order for the physics principle to work as intended, the shape must have a bottom which is more or less smooth to allow the weeble to roll. And from the central vertical axis the shape must be nearly cylindrical symmetrically that is any plane cut through the vertical axis line must produce close to the same profile
0: mm-hmm.
1: next the shape must be filled with two basic types of unmixed solids and the volume of the lighter solid must be greater than the, that of the heavier solid and the overall shape must have a con- must have a constant positive curvature the relationship between the heavy solid and the light solid much must be such that that any orientation of the object off of the vertical axis line must cause the object's centroid to raise and become offset. Lastly, the object must have only one position in which it can achieve stable mechanical equilibrium.
2: That's such a good word.
1: Right? It is. Combining these characteristics produce a basic weeble. In theory, it is not possible to have a Weeble with a centroid that is too low to achieve a stable mechanical equilibrium. Hmm. You know who else has a stable mechanical equilibrium? Our
2: very own Weeble himself. Yeah,
1: I would love a fatty Weeble.
2: That'd be baller. Right? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The 70s TV adverts and other advertising for Weebles feature the catchy and lasting phrase, Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. A phrase which has been reused as a lyric by a band called Lawnmower Death and their song of the same name. (laughs) The name Weebles is also used as a derogatory name for the Ole Miss Athletic Teams, University of Mississippi. (laughs) Weebles are number 61. On Time's Top 100 Toys.
2: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. You can find a full Haunted House Weeble set for $185 on eBay right now. Ooh. And Weeble was the name of a pet pet in the internet game Neopets. <laughs> Which is throwback. Definitely throwback. And so, we come to the end of another wild ride here at Toys R Us. Where we learned a lot about... Oh, yeah. You know... Falling, but not getting knocked down. Yeah, you know, it's just human human nature. Yeah, we we wobble, but we don't fall down
2: until we do fall down. But that's another thing entirely.
1: It's unavoidable, really.
2: Yes, it is.
1: If you like what you heard and you like what you learned, there are several ways you can help support us. You can follow us on all social medias. We're at Toys R Us Podcast across the board. You can leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts, but especially Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. They definitely help out the most. They do, for sure. They'll keep us tumbling. Yep. Or you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. Until next time, remember, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. And remember, you will always be a Toys R Us kid. I'd like to take the time out to thank our patrons. We couldn't do this without you. So, thank you to Jeremy, Jessica, Nicole, Amy, Nicole, Nicole, Juanita, Sabrina, Shannon, and Steven. Thanks a bunch, guys.
2: We bulls wobble, but...